All right, if you're looking to maybe spruce up yourself with a bit of a holiday, whether it's around the country or around the world, our travel guide Sally Lucas is here. And Sally, a bit of something for everybody today. I hope so, Mark. I try and make it a little bit diverse oh, just give each you big, week. Just give you a big pop and you go, <laughs> yeah. well, oh, pff, I don't know, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we do like to mix it up, don't we? So try to keep everybody happy. All right. I'll be looking forward to hearing some of these cruises you've got. Yeah, some cruises and some parks in Paris. All right. It's a bit of a trip to Gay Paris via a bespoke cruise. How about that? Yes, Tie absolutely. it all up in one. <laughs> all right. Talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Sally, we're going to start off uh, with a few different cruises. So I know you've got a couple on your mind here. Well, let's let's get into it. Well, let's start with Aussie for a start and the Murray. So you've got to remember the Murray Princess was purpose-built to cruise the Murray River and it's the largest inland paddle, ste- paddle wheeler, should I call it, in the Southern Hemisphere. So they've got three, four and seven night cruises now for sale that they've released for May, June and July of this year. So if you're wanting a lovely getaway in your own country, that start right here. Uh, it has five passenger decks and the vessel has 60 cabins and staterooms so it can only accommodate up to 120 uh, people. You're getting all your meals on board. You get a, a really wide selection of uh, onshore tours, guided nature walks, you know, all sorts of eco excursions, onboard presentations. They've even got a, a gym on the deck. Not that I'd be doing that. <laughs> I'd be rather doing things on the bank and doing all the stuff ashore. Yeah, hang on a minute. I'm on holidays. Isn't that a time <laughs> where you don't have to, you know, do all that sort of stuff? But hey, courses for courses, right? I know. Now, you can drive yourself, of course. It starts in Manham. But if you're not you know, driving and you're flying, for example, into Adelaide or ra- railing it into Adelaide, they do provide a coach transfer that will get you to the start of those cruises. And I think that would be a lovely thing to do Mm. along the banks of the Murray River. So we started there, but then we're moving right along. And if you want to do something really romantic, you've got these beautiful, mastered, huge yachts they are, and there's Sea Cloud. They only take 58 and 88 guests. They've got two different size vessels, and they either cruise around the Mediterranean or the Caribbean, and they're just absolutely the most gorgeous vessels and with such a limited amount of guests on board you know you've got like it's your own private yacht almost Pretty which much, is fantastic yeah. and everything again is all included and they're even now cruising around the shores of Croatia and Italy closer to home the Mekong River of course which is you can discover the two fascinating countries of Vietnam and Cambodia and the Jahan is a beautiful vessel purpose built again and it only takes 48 guests and again everything's included and moving even further afield to South America, you've got the Delphin 2, and that is fantastic. And they've even got the central buffet on board this particular vessel. has been carved from a massive tree root found floating in the Amazon. <laughs> How cool wow. is that? <laughs> eh? So absolutely wonderful. And you see all that wonderful wildlife going down the Amazon. And something further afield again, the Inner Hebrides, Scotland's Highlands, you've got one called the Lord of the Glens and it only takes 48 guests as well and that would be beautiful sailing on the Caledonian Canal and among the um, the islands of the Inner Hebrides as well. And lastly but not leastly, we've got the Oberoi Filet which takes 42 guests on the Nile and of course I think we all conjure up images of the Nile and Luxor and Very Aswan. Much so. You know, you have these visions and images of what you expect Egypt to be and again Again, this is a beautiful vessel, very elegant, and as I said, only 42 guests again. And in the lounge each evening, you have local Egyptologists that bring you, you know, the antiquity alive to you and explaining everything about that wonderful part of the world. So there's just a few.
few of the wonderful sea voyages you can do. And there are a lot of those ones in the middle, Sally, aren't they? Because you think of cruising, you think of the big giant, you know, yeah, the big mega, cruise ships. mega ships. All of those, and maybe the European river cruises, both of which fantastic. But yeah. here's a whole lot of other ones that just not fall through the cracks, but they're. If maybe you've done some cruising, it's something a little bit different. Well, that's what it is, I think. And as I said, there's a few of the vessels, which we've mentioned before now, Mark, that do all the around the outer Indonesian islands and into um, New Guinea, which you can't get to. Like, there's no mm. other means of getting there. So these small ship expedition cruises now, I think, are becoming extremely popular. And there's more of those style of vessels being built than the mega ships now. And the uh, average amount of patrons, about 50. <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic, Most, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's small ship cruising and it, at its best and really a fabulous way to feel really relaxed and you're not with a crowd. That's for those who don't want to use the onboard gym. We heard that on the Murray one <laughs> earlier on. That's uh, a great uh, chance to have a look at some destinations and one that is always very popular, Sally. Uh, when people talk Europe, they just go, oh, yeah, Paris, Eiffel Tower, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot more to Paris, of course, as we True. all know, than the Eiffel Tower. And I must say, it, it, it is a city that has a huge amount of beautiful parklands. And it's a beautiful way of enjoying a city because you're seeing locals do what they do on a daily basis. So it's not just touristy stuff, mm. if you know what I'm saying, yeah, even though sure. you might... Do, Tick the bucket list for the things you, you have to do, the Arc de Triomphe, the Sacre Coeur, etc. But, you know, the parks are beautiful. And one of them, the Bois de Vincennes, it was created in 1855 through to 1866 before it was completed by Napoleon III. And it's on the eastern edge of Paris. And it's actually 995 hectares. And it was a former royal hunting reserve that has now been turned into this beautiful park which is in the 12th arrondissement of Paris. So it's got so many attractions within it as well like botanical gardens, picnic spots, a boating lake, a zoo, a Buddhist pagoda. They have festivals there, seasonal festivals and all that sort of thing. There's trails you can hike as well. You can you know hire a bike and, and you know ride a bike around it or a Segway or whatever. So that's one of them that's fantastic. The other one is Parc Monceau. Now Claude Monet was in Enchanted by this delightful little green pocket, which is in the 8th arrondissement. And he depicted it in a series of paintings he did between 1876 and 1878. So again, it's a beautiful forest, but a very small one by comparison. It's on the right bank, which is uh, eight, eight, only 8.2 hectares, but it opened in 1779. So all of these parks go back quite, quite a way. Um, You've got the wonderful Jardin du Luxembourg, which is in the 6th arrondissement in the Latin Quarter, which is an area I love to stay in on the left bank. It's a really nice, I don't know, it's a bit more trendy and there's a lot of students on that left bank because of the Sorbonne Uni and I quite like that side. Your eateries are less expensive and you've got lots of your museums there, like the Musée d'Orsay, famous new um, um Library, bibliotheque that has goes back to the 1600s. It's just had uh, millions and millions of euros spent on it. it. Only reopened last year. It's taken them ten years to wow. restore it. So a lot of in that sec sector, a lot of history, but with very much a hip happening vibe. Yes, and the Luxembourg Gardens again. As I said, they started um, was built for the Queen Marie de Medici in the early 1600s. So all of these parks go back a long way, and they're they're beautiful areas. It's 23 hectares. Then you've got the Parc des Bouts Chaumont 
and it's in the Belvia district, and it's um, in the um, tenth arrondissement, and it's twenty-four, nearly twenty-five hectares there as well. And you've got there, like they've got what they call Rosa Bonheur, which is a modern, hip modern take on what they used to call a guinguette, which was an outdoor watering hole that you just have in the parks where people would sit and have a beer or a wine and just enjoy what's happening and take life on. So, and, and a dance hall there as well. So it was just one of those pe- people went to the parks, yeah. you know, to to be entertained yeah. and to have picnics. And then you've got the Bois de Bologna, which is another old hunting ground, and it's on the 16th arrondissement, arrondissement, sorry, and it's about eight and a half hectares as well. But it's not far from the Arc de Triomphe, and you've got a Michelin starred even restaurant within that park as well, as well as this wonderful lake with a little island in the middle of it. So there's so many, and I've only just touched. There's you know the Tuileries Gardens. You could go on and on. Paris has a lot of greenery, a lot of nice green space for you to really take advantage of. And they're all easy to get to by the metro. I mean, having said that, the metro, they pack them in like sardines. But um, (laughs) to get you there, because more and more people now, because they're forcing as many cars out of Paris now, they're restricting. So more people are on the metro. So just be warned if you're travelling at peak times, you're going to be... Squished in there. Yeah, maybe avoid those peak times, Meet, I would yes, say. Yes, avoid the peak times. But look, there is just so much to do in and around Paris, not just the beautiful buildings and the, the history, but the beautiful parks as well, to take a moment just to sit by and smell the roses and, and just enjoy nature. Sounds like not just roses, but they've got enough room for every type of flowers. Yeah, absolutely, yes. All right, a little bit more of Talking Travel on the way. Uh, Sally will take a look at some of the uh, hot deals that are around as well with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, for uh, Talking Travel today. As always, Sally, there are more hot deals than than you can poke a stick at, so I'd better let you get through them. There are, and just before I start on that, Mark, I just wanted to mention that Nepal from uh, next month is banning uh, solo hiking in its national parks. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, why would you ever want to go solo, mm. you, you know, in a country like that with huge mountains and, and really rugged terrain? Like, I can't imagine why you would even want to do it without a guide. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention yeah. that. So, that, is, I mean, I guess that some people do, and it's pick your poison, I guess, but is this being... Uh, touted under the guise of uh, safety reasons yes. or this some other? Okay. Yeah, because there's been a lot of deaths and mm. a lot of problems. And so th- they uh, they brought out a mandate in 2017 that banned solo climbing on like some of the larger mountains like Everest, of course, because that was just far too dangerous. Mm. So they can now only embark on solo hikes outside of national parks. Okay. So, but not, not in national parks anymore. So just thought, uh, you've got to remember that eight of the world's 10 tallest mountains are located at least partly in Nepal, which sits between, you know, India and China. So, but just thought I'd mention that that anyone who's thinking they can do it, like even the Annapurna circuit, which isn't obviously as high, but that's still a national park, and you you can't do a solo. So you're going to have to do it with a guide or with a tour company. As with always, if you're doing anything that's a little bit um, unorthodox, I guess you, it's a, probably a timely reminder, Sally, to just to check in with some of the regulations that may govern the area that you're travelling in. And you've also got to consider insurance. Oh. Yeah. Right. Good luck with that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's it's even more important really for you to be doing it with a reputable mm. company and, and be cool. yeah, make sure you've got the right insurance to cover you mm. as well. Right. For sure. Now, Hot Deals 2024 Europe River Cruising. Um, there are some deals available. If you book before 17 April on any of the scenic cruises, um, they said 
the prices are definitely going up from the 18th of April. And I guess the way our dollar is, it hasn't been that flash. And I guess they can't always hold prices, you know, as they are forever. Mm. So if you want to book for next year and you book it at the current prices, you need to do that by the 17th of April. They also have early bird offers where you can fly uh, business class on river cruises of 11 days or longer for around about only $5,000, which is, that's pretty good value for money, I can tell you. And economy, um, they include up to about just over $2,000 for cruises of 11 days or longer as well. So they're good early bird deals to take advantage of. Also now for 24 and 25, cruising from Australia and New Zealand, um, we've got a world cruise that they do every so often, the Princess World Cruises in 25. Now, you're going 113 days across six continents to 49 destinations in 28 countries. Wow. Um, so people who are really, really into their cruising and would just love to do that, you can now register um, on sale from the 4th of April um, if to register for um, early. And then from the 5th of April, they actually go on sale. So keep that in mind if you're wanting to do that. Now, we're a big netball country, aren't we, in Australia, and particularly sure. in Newcastle. So the World Cup's in uh, South Africa this year, which is which is nice, uh, Cape Town. And there's packages available to the netball if you're interested, with optional extensions to add in Kruger National Park and Mozambique. Now, the World Cup is on from the 25th of July to the 7th of August. So there's some lovely packages available there. They're land only. You put your own airfare with it. Um, so from a twin ship, it's from about $3,500. And then you've got single supplements for those who want to solo travel. But it's a really lovely extension to add on the Kruger and Mozambique onto that. Um, now also opening this month, um, different boating crew. We've been talking boating today, but Ireland, the River Shannon opens for boating holidays or has opened this time just for St. Patrick's Day, they opened up actually. Very typical, isn't it? And also in the Canal du Midi, uh, the UNESCO Canal du Midi in France, their bookings are open from the 29th of March. And Belgium as well, you can explore Bruges and of course Italy, where you can explore Venice and Friuli before the crowds arrive starting April the 1st. Still on the cruise market now. These are only available till the 31st of this month. So quite a range of cruise companies have got specials at the moment that expire at the end of March, which is Regent Cruises, which have up to 50% off select sailings, Viking, which have some incredible savings of up to 9000 per couple on a range of cruises. And remember, Viking, no kids, no casinos, no cocktail parties, adult cruising, you know, medium ship cruising. Again, it's it's really lovely way to cruise. Um, also, Avalon River Cruises have got specials again, but theirs go through to the uh, to the 20th of April. And also Travel Marvel have got cruises, and no date on these, but they start from 4000 per person for your Amsterdam to Budapest cruise, and that's just subject to availability until they're gone. Well, we started on a boat. We're finishing on one. <laughs> we, are, we, we are. And, I mean, they, everyone is loving the cruises, I think, at the moment because all the small ship we've talked about particularly, the fact that they include everything. Mm. So you look at it and you might think, oh, you work it out on a per diem basis when you're thinking you're getting your accommodation, all your food, in most cases, even your, your beer and your wine, if, mm. if you so desire, or your soft drinks, teas, coffees, plus even excursions. So it's really good value for money. Yeah, and, uh, and again, the unpack once. Unpack once, I know. That? Isn't that delightful? <laughs> and the thing with the river, like you're on land every day. Yeah, true. Yeah. So you really are exploring 
the country. It's like you're doing a coach tour on the river. <laughs> that's probably a best way. To, that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. All right, Sally, we've covered a lot today. We'll uh, let you yes. get out in, into your big weekend. So Thank you. And uh, I know you voted early, so you've got the I'm whole done. weekend. You're done. How I'm done and dusted, yep. All right, uh, thanks, Sally. We'll talk to you thanks, next Mark. week. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.